Um, you sound like Dory talking well, finding Nemo. Yes. Jeez. Well, if anyone's listening for the first time, they're going to shut this podcast off right now. So thank you. This is how we lose followers. Yep, there we go. There we go. If there's ever an appropriate time for me to be singing all oh, crazy it's this. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> why are we why are we talking about Disney, Josh? Because we have a very magical guest on the show. Well, there are so many fun puns for this. Yeah. Um, so so uh, this is the one. This is the one that Josh has been waiting for his whole life. Uh, before he knew who Bobby Rubio was, but we have a Disney-related guest, and not just any Disney-related guest. One of the two great Bob, yeah. Bob Iger and Bob Rubio. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it's incredible to have Bobby Rubio on the show, the uh, writer and director of the new Pixar short, Float. Right. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll get right into it, right, Josh? Yep, so with the flick of Tinkerbell's wand, here we go. Oh my, okay. All right, Josh, do you want to introduce our guest? All right, well, um, we have the guy behind um, Disney Pixar's Float on Disney Plus. Bobby Rubio. Yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for uh, being on. Oh, thanks for having me, Dave and Josh. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is incredible. Uh, what yeah, a milestone um, for Josh. Yeah, I'm, first of all, I'm like the biggest Disney fan uh, okay. ever. <laughs> so great. this is awesome, awesome to be able to like have you on um yeah it, it's it's you josh was just at the disney store when he was on his way here so he's, he's oh okay yeah like, okay yes so yeah um so uh, i actually what? used to i tried to go uh, i tried to work at the disney store i was i was try. i tried for my first job and they wouldn't hire me which is weird i got a job at um uh at a, at a theater as a ticket guy so but i tried well, disney where you are now it's like the disney store wouldn't hire you but now look i mean man i know right like, see disney store see what you like this guy. <laughs> man dude that, that, that's epic that's epic <laughs> all right um so i have a couple questions here um obviously float related um, okay all right uh so tell us about float and what was the inspiration behind it okay um the float is a, about a story about a father and a son, and the son is different from the other children. And it was inspired by my own relationship with my son, uh, Alex. And Alex is on the autism spectrum. Uh, interesting enough, the drawing behind me is the, that's the cover that I did. Wow. Um, uh, and what it was, as you see, is like, I don't know, I don't know if I should zoom in because I don't want to mess that up. But um, uh, it's a father and a son standing in a field of flower of, of, of dandelions. And you see that the sun is uh, floating. And, um, and originally it was supposed to be a comic book. That's why I drew this cover. Um, because I was trying, I didn't handle my son's uh, autism diagnosis well. I didn't know how to handle it. And my wife said, why don't you make a comic book? And that's the cover to that comic. Um, and um, 
So that I did that like eight years ago and I wasn't prepared to continue on with the story. Emotionally, I wasn't ready to tell it yet. And then fast forward to three years ago, um, I decided I have to tell the story. Uh, my son's getting older. I didn't want him to be a man and I needed to tell the story. So I started doing storyboards for it and I made uh, animatic and um, I had pitched that around the studio here. I showed it to my friends and they said, you should pitch it to um, Lindsay uh, Collins. You should pitch it to Lindsay Collins, the executive uh, of the Spark Shorts. And Lindsay saw it and she thought it was a perfect candidate for the Spark Shorts program. Well, and the Spark Shorts for our listeners who don't know what that is. is um... Oh, okay. The Spark Shorts program is a, uh, a new program here within it, it, at Pixar that is designed to give uh, new voices, uh, uh, new talent, uh, uh, to find the new voices within Pixar. So uh, give uh, guys like myself, who is a story artist, a chance yeah. at directing. Um, there's others, not, not just story artists, there's also an editor here that got to do his own short. Uh, awesome. And, yeah, so like, it's an opportunity for us to tell more stories. And it, it's so cool that two out of the six, one third of the Spark Shorts from that are coming yeah. out in the next couple of months or whatever, it are, you know, autism. autism. I guess, yeah. Yes, yes, so, it is very cool. Yeah, yeah, so wait for that. That's coming out in January. So awesome. we'll have to get an interview with whoever's behind so that. that well. Oh, yeah, you that will. Out on Disney Plus also? Yes, they're both on. They're going to be on Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah, that's that, that's oh, so, man, so, cool. so cool. So so, what do you think? Um, uh, you know, whether you're affected uh, or your family is affected by autism or not, um, mm -hmm. I think no one I've told about Float or no one I've heard about talking about Float hasn't uh, teared up oh. when they saw it. And um, what do you think the message or, or the lesson is behind Float? Okay. Um is to love our differences and it's also a story about a father who also has to accept his son for who he is accept your 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 loved one for who he is don't try to change him that's uh try to encourage them try to celebrate their unique gifts um that's what uh, i feel Float is trying to say, and that could apply to anything, any difference. It doesn't have to be just autism. Yeah, that, and look, that's why I. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's so deep, but it's also it's so abstract. Like you're saying, you, it's like it's such a deep, precise message, but you can apply it to so much, which is one of the beauties behind them. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be about autism. Yeah, autism is never mentioned, and you know, so yeah. it's it's pretty cool that it's just about um, celebrating. Your, your child and, and people's differences for, for who they are. Right. Everyone has a different... I mean, I've had people think it was like, an, like one person thought it was about uh, his son being... His son wanted to be an artist mm -hmm. and he didn't want him to be an artist because he felt like that wasn't a good profession and so he kept on putting rocks into his backpack and yeah. saying, you can't be this, you shouldn't be this, but it's up to the parent to... To shelter their child and let them be who they should be. Like you shouldn't force it upon them. Let them be an artist. Let them be what they're supposed to be. So 
Absolutely. So why, in your opinion, why is this an important topic? And how does it feel to be able, for you to be able to address it on like such a grand scope for like the world to see? Okay. Why such a topic? I feel because I don't see any autism uh, um, representation out there. Yeah. It's not, and it's, a, it's uh, I'm glad that this is probably one of the first, if it, uh, especially on this platform, this Disney Plus platform. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, just by the, the sheer amount of people contacting me and telling me how much it affected their lives and that they see that families like mine felt like they were seen for the first time and that, that we have this shared emotion and that, and that it's our humanity. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's touching lives and I am so proud and happy that it's doing that. I had no clue that this, it was going to be like this. I thought it's it was pretty just, cool to be a, tra a trailblazer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is cool. We, we, yeah. we spoke with Mary Rolick, the executive producer of Atypical, um, yeah. and, and she kind of said something similar yeah. in that um, she didn't really real, she knew it was a good story, but she didn't yeah. really realize, I mean, when you think about one in 59 people are, are born with autism, there's right. a, a, there's a market for it, but B, right. an important, it's an important uh, story to tell of between the one in 59 plus their families and their friends and their neighbors and their coworkers. Um, right. You know, neurodiversity is here. It's here to stay. And, and that's what we're all about. Um, right. We feel like, you know, on a much smaller scale so far, uh, we <laughs> feel like we're definitely, uh, you know. Not that small. We gave it TEDx and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing, yeah. We're doing ah, awesome. I'd like <laughs> to hear that. It's great. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, but what is, so to lighten it up a little bit, what, okay. what does your son think of the film? Is he a Pixar guy? Is he a Disney guy? And, uh, and My son is, uh, first of all, he's 12. So right now, so he's in middle school. So he's like, yeah, it's all right, dad. And so, <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> it's hard to impress a, a, a 12 year old boy. Yeah, he's like, can, we, not, can we play Minecraft after this? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, geez, I made this for you. Okay. That okay. is awesome. That's so yeah. fun. You know, one day, one day he'll appreciate it. One day. That's yeah, a, right? Yeah, yeah one maybe one day, one, one, one day he'll be putting bricks in his kid's backpack and he'll realize. Right. No, no, he'll realize he's not, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, the, yeah. The, what a cool gift to pass on to not just your kid, but you know, the world. And you, and well, and your family. I mean, it's so personal and yet so global at the same time. So yeah. it must be really special. Um, well, it is. It is special. Yeah. Is, um, who, so is your son an artist like you? I mean, obviously, you are very artistic. Is he also? Is he artistic? Uh, artistic? My, of the, I have three boys. Uh, and he shows some interest, but not as much as the other boys. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he's really into computers, so maybe a computer graphic guy. Not so much the drawing part, but maybe I the mean, building. Isn't that what, yeah. like, I think Disney, doesn't Disney focus on that a lot now, like computer arts and stuff, more than, like, the traditional hand-drawn, so. Oh, okay. Yes, so, yeah. Okay. There you go. Apple is not <laughs> the computer. Yeah, he's, he's good to go. Yeah. Like, bring him yeah, in. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's really neat. Well, 
we hope that there's going to be uh, no pressure on whatever uh, Pixar executive see this, but we hope that there's going to be a feature length uh, yeah. float. I mean, so, hey, there, there can I would happen. love that. Gosh, and I'm ready for that. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe your sons, maybe maybe in the film, the 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 main character or the child listens to podcasts, and maybe you know, maybe there's a little shot hmm. of uh, of an iPhone over their shoulder, and maybe it sounds like autism's on the. Uh, we're just saying. We're just saying. We're just saying. I like the way you guys are thinking. I like that. Right. Like we'd that. Love to send you a, and also, we'd love to send you a T-shirt. That's not related. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> and one of these. Oh yeah, bracelet too. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, you know, product. Please placement. do. I'll wear it. I'll wear it here around Pixar proudly. Right. Oh, and dude, I, that's awesome. <laughs> you seriously, like, look, straight up, you're gonna be my favorite Disney person ever. You can just. And that's, that's a lot. You got to hear this guy's Mickey impression. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, let's hear it. Oh my God, can't believe you just. Oh boy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. That's great, Josh. That's awesome. Yeah, put in the good. Got to contact man. Disney. It's killer. <laughs> I know, right? Spot on. It's like Walt Disney already. <laughs> it is so cool. It is so cool to talk to you, man. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on. We have so we much. have like two more questions, if that's okay. Um, Okay, um, yeah, of course. Josh, you want to tell him your well, little story? Well, um, okay. Um, this is what we here call now the jellyfish question. I can't believe this exists now. So when when I was a little kid, you, like, you know, when you have autism, you usually obsess on something. Well, when okay. I was a little kid, mine was jellyfish. So as you can imagine, I, oh. um, I didn't have that many friends because I'd be talking about all these different species of jellyfish. Crazy obsessed. Right. So now here, we have an imaginary magical jellyfish. Which, when you look into it, you can see the future. So, oh, okay. jellyfish in your lap, and it did not sting you. Um, and you can uh -huh. look in. What would you see with the future for um, folks on the spectrum, like your son, um, be? With, with the future. Yes, yeah, interesting. My son also like future of, of people with autism and and neurodiverse people. Yeah. What does it look like? But what about what about your son? Go ahead. Interesting enough, my son also likes jellyfish. Oh my God! No way! Yeah, yeah, he loves jellyfish. Oh my so God! That's wait, interesting wait, does that he have a favorite species? Does he have a favorite species? I gotta ask. No, but when we go to the aquarium, we always have to go to the jellyfish part, and then he—he's got a bunch of jellyfish in his room. Oh so my God! No yeah. way! I never thought. It's wow, that's awesome. The truth. <laughs> um, somebody out there for everybody. You got so to cool. tell your son about Josh. Yeah, we like, that's so cool. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm, I'm I mean, I hope that I'm a sea nettle fan or sea nettle. It's a species of jellyfish. If you remember that. Oh, sea nettle. Okay. Yeah, I'm a sea nettle, so that's he, my favorite species. He also likes the beanie baby kind. Yeah. I, oh, okay. All kind, all kind, all kind. But, but, but I do, my son likes the glow in the dark ones. The, yeah, the I had those two. They're so the cool. The They're so cool in the aquarium. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like a, lava, a lava lamp or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Super. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so what do you see as the future for people? for your son and for people like your son? I hope with the things like, with shows like Pixar Float and Loop coming out that, you know, that conversations can be started and that, um, that people will start just seeing us as normal. That's right. That it's just, oh, okay. We're all one big community and that, you know, we're, it, it doesn't, there won't be the weird looks. There won't be the uh, 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 
you know, stares and be like, oh, okay, I know what that is. That kid has autism and let me go talk to him. Let me interact with him. Let me interact with his parents. You know, I, I just- And I wish I, floated, I wish I floated like that. Yeah, that. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's the future. I really do. Uh, and we, we definitely think, because of project, projects like yours and not to toot our own, our own horn, but you want to do this with me, Josh? To, to, um, <laughs> projects, projects like ours too um we hope that yeah, no for sure i mean you guys are also helping out spreading the word and and making it normal normal to yeah. the mainstream so i mean thank you for you guys too as well yeah also just um i just want personally and on behalf of all like the folks on the spectrum thank you for um making float that really because normally people i find learn most when they're entertained so the information they're going to um, get from the subtext and stuff of float, they're going to retain it more than let's say if you take a class on autism because you're the way you're receiving it. So thank you a lot for creating that film. I appreciate that. And a bunch of oh, people. thank you, Josh. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't yeah. um, under, you know, can't underappreciate or overappreciate media for, for uh, teaching people things yeah. in a really digestible um, uh, you know, approachable kind of way. And, and that's what we're all about. So that's, being able to speak to you is, is, is absolutely incredible. And, and also a lot of uh, the participants that I work with, including Josh, but dozens well, of others of are, are absolutely <laughs> obsessed with Pixar films. They, they watch them with the day they come out. Um, so so beside the, the autism part aside, Thanks. Thanks for all the other incredible work you, you do as well. Because you're, you know, um, and I, I love it too. It's fun for the whole family. Yeah, so. It's awesome. Thanks so awesome much. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. yeah great one. Yeah. Thank please you. keep in touch. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes. You guys too. Take care, right. guys. Bye bye. bye. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, boys. Oh. Was that an honor? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was. That was awesome. That was a big moment for you, right? Very big. We're doing pretty good. This show is good. Yes. It's almost like we shouldn't even be giving this stuff away for free. Mm-hmm. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Da -da -da. Sounds Like Autism is proudly sponsored by Making Authentic Friendships, LLC. Making Authentic Friendships is an interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, diagnosis, interests, and geographic location. Making Authentic Friendships, MAF, are my brother's initials. My brother Michael is 21 and has autism and ADHD. He inspired this initiative. You can sign up for the app at makingauthenticfriendships.com and follow us on social media at Making Authentic Friendships. Thank you. And we're back. I truly hope you all enjoyed that commercial. And remember, if you want to have a commercial on this show too, you can. Just contact us and we'll make it happen. So, <laughs> so um, uh, That's if we agree with your mission and, cool. you know... We're just, we're vibing. We're not going to do commercials for like foot cream or anything unless the price is right. Well, yes. I mean, look, I mean, if, if you share enough green with us, anything's possible. <laughs> what, about, what about enough foot cream? Would you, would you take that? Do you like that?
my feet are pretty good right now, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Um, that that's pretty. I don't know. Pretty awkward now, but um, yeah. So that that was a pretty. If I said pretty cool interview, I'd be lying. It's it's way more than that. I mean, again, I'm I, what I call myself a Disney nerd because like I'm such like everything about Disney, like from the man to just the company to just everything to the growth. So freaking awesome. So I call myself a Disney nerd. Very proud of it. How long have you liked Disney? Um, well, right now I'm 26 years old, so I have to say just about that long. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's like I, I was born and boom, like Disney. I, I, I don't really know why I started liking it, but just always have. It's a special interest of yours. Yeah. I... I I don't know. I'm just like you know. I'm like and, a and not of and, Walt. It's crazy. And I'm not only me. not only is uh, love that. Not only is Bobby behind Float, but he's in, behind some of the the biggest and best uh, Pixar movies. So that was just you know can't be uh, understated how special that yeah, was. Yeah, really amazing. Um, and you know, it kind of speaks to your whole your whole mission. Um, yeah. Which is, you know... Operation 93, yeah. Just so... I mean, I keep on getting good feelings about this, you know. Just in, for a few folks listening who aren't... Who don't really know what this is. Or anyone, you know, from Disney who maybe will help us out. Um, <laughs> hi, look, I'm going straight to the point. What this is, is Operation 93 is a plan by SLA to create a more... Uh, a better um, experience for folks on the spectrum and neurological disorders... Um, in theme parks and overstimulated areas. You see, I'm I'm a huge Disney fan, but lots of times when I went there, um, certain things in like the lines and stuff really overstimulating and would ruin lots of the experience for me. And then when I was younger, I would act out and thus ruin a lot of stuff for my family. So, um, but the thing is, a theme park should be a place for the whole family, like Walt originally said with the founding of Disneyland. But as time's changing and we're learning more about the neurodiverse um, um, society and everything, we, we as um, a whole should adapt our practices. Now, I've seen there's um, something in Disney World, uh, which is, is a start. Um, they have these blue tables. I forgot the name of the program, but it, it's a start. But I was looking at that when I went this September. I was thinking, we could do so much better. So, what I would love and I for SLA, um, again, this is for absolute free. We do not need to be paid for it. It's just a, if we could talk to or work with people from Disney to create a plan which, um, to help um, assist them um, to make things better for folks on the spectrum in our theme parks. Um, Disney being the leader, all the theme parks will naturally follow suit. So that's the ultimate goal of Operation 93, to make theme parks and family things for the whole family, regardless of your neurodiversity. Yeah, and and why stop there? Because, you know, I mean, it's so killer that uh, Pixar is coming out with two um, films that have to do with diversity and and autism specifically um, in the next several months. But, you know, um, these these films need actual... um, you know, voices that are affected by autism, not just uh, voiceovers. I mean, uh, consulting and writing and, um, and yeah, characters based on people who, um, you know, have something to do with, um, with neurodiversity and something to do with maybe the industry of supporting people with autism, with the or just autism families. The authentic view of the authentic 
person with the disorder a part of it. So you're also then given, you know, job opportunities, uh, like your just career opportunities and stuff to the folks who have it. And also you're, there's real representation then on the plate. And as someone on the spectrum, I could tell you that means so much. Like when I found out that a typical some of the cast actually is on the spectrum, that changes the whole game because then it's like you're not just portraying it, but you're actually doing it. Yeah. And that's really, as someone from on the, on the spectrum, I find that really admirable. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, not for nothing, but I'd say um, with the 1 in 59 families at least um, that are affected by autism um, that have been investing heavily in Disney VHS tapes for for, for a long, long time, I'd say that this is just, you know... A thank you, just <laughs> just to, to yeah, uh, yeah. for for all the for that kind of investment uh, in the United States at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, but speaking of atypical, um, we we sent out some shirts to the executive producer Mary, who's mm-hmm. our good friend now, and Tal, one of the um, the cast autism members spectrum. who is on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And uh, great people. Th- they're great gonna people. they're gonna go ahead and give those out to the the cast and crew, so they'll be repping, so we're really excited about that, right? Yeah, SLA is getting a voice in Hollywood. It's killer. Wow, <laughs> I just said a Dave term. See, that? See that's how often like we work together. We now say each other's terminology. Um, I don't know if that's funny or sad or what's not, but yeah. Yeah, I say folks a lot now. I yeah, know, see? I never, I never see, said folks yep, before. The, yeah, see, there, there, there we go. It's... Uh, all right, Josh, enough messing around. Let's get to those listener questions I printed out for you because we, we've been getting a lot of uh, DMs and messages and emails. Um, so many DMs. And yeah, it's, it's super exciting uh, to talk to people from all across the world that have been uh, impacted by um, what we have going on here in our little town in New York. Yeah. Um, but we from just wanted New to York go. to Australia, it's crazy. Yeah, we just want to go through a few. Uh, today and maybe a few in the next couple episodes to catch up because we haven't been doing this for several months. Um, so you want to go first, Josh? All right, yeah. Um, all right, the first one. Who's taller, you or Josh? I don't know. You! You're taller than me. All right. Dave. Dave's taller than me. I'm um, six feet. You see, that? that's like basketball player. Josh is only four foot five. What the? No, I'm like five eight. <laughs> God. Alright, the second. Dave, what is your favorite part of SLA? It better be working with me. Um, so what is your favorite part of SLA? Um, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with Josh. Um, no, it's really don't, spending time with myself. No, it's... Um, it's it's the sense of community that uh, we've been a part of building and we we're very much a part of now. I mean, even if it wasn't related to the cause um, that that we're all about, I've never really been on a team or in a frat or in something that I just really fully identified with. Except actually, the the punk rock scene is one thing, but that's very divisive and a little bit. Uh, wild and um, it's just it's really nice to be um, heard and be appreciated and be part of something that um, transcends Josh and I and uh, and will hopefully be part of building something that will uh, actually make an impact and live on for a while I, I think that that's 
super reinforcing to me and my worldview and my work. So that's that's my favorite part. That's a that's an awesome question. What about you? That's deep. Wait, wait. All right, the last question for you. Okay, what made you want to go into this field? Um. How long do you have? I mean, I uh, I always knew I wanted to help people. Um, because I I need you know I I abide by this saying like be the person you needed when you were a kid and you know um i don't have autism but i wasn't special ed um and i there was times when i really could have used uh a male figure or just a someone to to lean on who was older and wiser than me and um so i came in to the field of human services working with gang affiliated foster children um or teenagers like 13 to 21 year olds who were caught up in the system of New York City. Uh, most of them were duly diagnosed with like uh, a mental health issue and then some sort of a cognitive impairment or, or uh, neurodivergent sort of challenge. Um, but uh, they were they were an incredible group of, of people that I worked with for uh, several years um, because this was largely unfocused when I came in. I just wanted to help people. Um, and that's where I really learned how to think on my feet and be really tough and um, problem solve. And I kind of grew up there right while I was helping uh, teenagers grow up when I was a young adult. I was, the, I was the youngest staff by years and years and years. Not only was I uh, the only staff that wasn't a parent at the time, but I was the only staff that wasn't a grandparent oh, wow. um, at this uh, group home that I helped run. So that's where I started, and then I just kind of, I, I was disappointed no matter what job I was, I was at and what population I was working with. Uh, throughout the years, I was just disappointed with the lack of meaningful opportunities that people were, were being afforded, I guess. And, and um, so I heard about Spectrum Designs, and I, I um, did whatever I could to get in the door and uh, really fell in love with this work in particular that I'm doing now, which is uh, employment-related for the most part. And uh, focusing on the importance of inclusivity, which brings you into why there's no meaningful opportunities yeah. for, for different vulnerable groups of people. Um, I really identify with people labeled like others, I guess. Um, and no matter whether I'm actually invited to be a part of that group and sit at that table or not, whether it's uh, neurodivergent people or LGBT people or uh, people in other um you know, marginalized socioeconomic groups. Um, and so I, I just take a lot of pride in being a part of some real movement and some real change uh, in the arena of autism support and employment. Um, and I'm, I'm not going anywhere. That's is, that good a, to know. is that an okay answer? Yeah, that's a deep and lengthy answer. <laughs> I, I, I said, how long do you have? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, by the way. Um, yeah, so, but um, what's your favorite part of SLA? I know they didn't ask you, but... The, um, just the, the, whole, the whole thing, honestly, I can't really say it's part. It's just, it's really, it's the community and, like, just getting able to speak, really getting able to speak and, like, having folks listen and, like, say, you know, hey... That I reconnect with that. I re and just knowing that you're making a difference is it's really it's, it's a huge reward and it's just amazing. 
You also get to meet people from Disney. That's not your favorite part? Well, yeah, no, that, that's pretty cool, too. But it's um, really it's making a difference thing, like, you know, reaching out to, like, and having people reach out to me and helping. It's pretty cool. I like that. Um, cool. Um, I have kind of, a, I guess, a funny question um, for you right. that came in through, I think, Instagram. Um, did you guys also start Spectrum Designs? I see you on there. No, no, no. Um, no, we, we didn't start Spectrum Designs. Some really cool people did um, who are like really nice and stuff. They're, they're awesome. Uh, but yeah, we, we didn't start it. We're, we're just happy and lucky to be affiliated with it. But yeah, we, we did not start that. Yeah, we started in 2011. Yeah. I came on in 2015 and Josh in 2016, right? Yeah. And um, so it, it's a really young company. Um, and we are, you know, very much a part of the fabric of, of that building. And we're actually expanding um, to up north to Westchester County, New York, which is our second location. Um, I actually toured that facility today for the first time and gave some... Uh, All houses. Gave, gave my... My two cents. I mean, it doesn't look like much yet. Just like, just like. Well, yeah, um, there's nothing in it. But. Right, just like this building. Um, you know, when we first acquired it, uh, it was not outfitted to be what it was going to be. So walking through it and being able to kind of picture walls knocked down and um, you know things added, and it was a good trip though. It was um, it was enlightening. And it was fun to be able to plan out another massive space like that and another big project. Um, I'm a big picture person. And so whenever I can kind of plan a massive project, uh, you know, from soup to nuts and just kind of, um, you know, have my vision taken seriously and, and um, use my kind of intuition and whatever my, my visual thinking and, and, um, see something come to life that's super super exciting and again reinforcing to me so it was definitely cool to see um yeah spectrum north coming at you hopefully in the next couple months um so that was a that was a good question um what are your signs i don't know what they mean i think they mean astrological signs i think no you, you know i i'm an aries i'm an aries and what does that make you like? I, I have no idea. I just know I'm an Aries. I'm just I writing know. myself a note. Avoid all Aries. Avoid ha, ha, ha. All Aries. You're, you're so funny. That's a attempt at humor. Ha, ha, ha. I'm, uh, I'm a Gemini. I don't really put too much stock in it, but yeah, it's cool when people do. I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, and I hope that's helpful for whatever kind of analyzing of people's, of, of our personalities that people wanted to do. I always feel like when I'm going to tell someone that they're going to judge me or tell or yeah, think I, that think that I'm telling them some massive secret, like they have some sort of one up on me now, because they know what my sign is. Like when I tell them and they're like, "Oh, oh that means you're okay, like this. Uh -oh. yeah, yeah, oh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with astrology. It's fine." Um, Josh, this one's definitely for you. No, it ain't for me. Uh, when did you know you were a good speaker? As a kid, well, as a kid, I just always had like a feeling and stuff. But the first time I really saw was I believe was in, I think uh, seventh grade, I think it was, and I was again. I was like, I think I was just getting diagnosed then, so like I, I was totally not the popular kid, 
and we were in for class president and I messed up on my little speech thing so I had to speak off the top of my head and I came in second place but only like two votes and it was like no one thought I was going to come close so I knew then that I had something um so yeah that, that was pretty cool nice and did you know you wanted to speak yeah yep since I was a kid always knew it always knew it um I used to want to go into politics and honestly still in the way way future I mean that's still a possibility um but yeah I don't I don't know we'll see but yeah gonna run on the Disney ticket (laughs) I don't know (laughs) we'll see but um all my listeners if I do ever run vote for me please come on you know yeah Gotta stick together. <laughs> Come on. What would you guys think if we did have like a a Pixar, a Disney Plus original, or a Netflix original? Maybe a cartoon where we were the voices. Would you guys Would you guys like that? I th- I think it would be pretty cool. And if you would like it, who do you know in the media? <laughs> yeah. Reach out. Yeah, please tag a friend. It. Yeah. Share it. Yeah, sharing's caring. Like it. Say. Pop a link over to your your uncle Bill over at uh, good old Uncle Bill. ABC or NBC. Yeah, or your good friend Bob. Bob or Sarah at Cartoon Network, yeah. but not the late night Cartoon Network. I know that gets a little wild. Or if you know Bob Iger, you can. Know We're him. a family show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be on that late night stuff. Yeah. Just because something's a cartoon doesn't mean it's appropriate, guys. <laughs> yeah, look at um, South Park. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, but... <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I think that, you know, over time, Josh and I have realized that we're, we're really interested in media. We, we didn't have a real background in it, but uh, I guess when you like the sound of your own voice enough... Oh, and you like the sound of autism. Like sounds like awesome. Ah, <laughs> All right. With that said, I think we've done enough damage for today. Let's 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 say goodnight to our audience. Uh, I don't know any good cartoon voices. What should I do? Um, uh, all right. Kermit or something. That didn't sound like Kermit. Oh, the, oh, okay. Yeah, screw. Uh, oh wait. My daughter loves Elmo. My wife loves when I do this for her. Bye, guys! Is that even good? She hasn't really liked it in a couple months. I don't don't remember. She's more on Paw Patrol now. Anyway. uh, Paw Patrol. Yeah. So, it's like a firefighter and a cop and like all puppies. Um, So, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Check out www.soundslikeautism.com. Make Paw Patrol Dave happy and, you know... (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Have a good one, guys. Night.